I'm almost at a loss for what to say and do because we were so um, fed so well last week. We were given uh, tools, keys that are, are uh, powerful enough to change our lives. And so I didn't want to jump into anything different. I wanted to just tag on from that and, and just push us. Is that all right? So let's look at two places of scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and Genesis 26. Two very familiar texts. But I want to use that as our uh, launching point tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, and then Genesis 26, verse 12 and 13. Everybody have it. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9, says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, read it with me, Yet for your sakes he became poor that you through his poverty might become rich. Might become rich. Now, again, Dad alluded to that verse. Dad, I'm talking about Apostle Derber. Alluded to that verse last week and the King James says might be rich. New King James says it more correctly when it says might become rich. So that just verifies and, and adds to what he was preaching, teaching us last week, uh, how to become rich. So Jesus did all these things that you and I might become rich. Say rich. 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 Glory to God. So he gives us the might, the power to become rich. Glory to God. Now let's look very quickly at uh, Genesis 26 and verse uh, 12 and 13. These are two of my absolute favorite this is one of my favorite passages, I should say, in the whole Bible. Glory to God. Isaac was a son of promise. Right? Isaac didn't, doesn't represent the law. He represents grace. Ishmael represents the law. Right? He, uh, Ishmael wasn't a son of promise. Okay? Isaac was. So we're, we follow after this Isaac trail. Got it? So watch what happened with Isaac. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Verse 13 goes on to say, the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Okay? Very prosperous. So again, this says he began to prosper. Ends by saying until he became. So, so 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, Jesus Christ became poor so that you and I might become rich or become prosperous. So in order for you to become prosperous, you have to begin to prosper. You have to begin to prosper. So I want to tell you tonight, my subject tonight is start now. It's start now. I was, when I was praying Monday morning, the Lord impressed that upon my heart 
to, to begin to, to just to make sure I, I told you as a pastor, as a father, is everything we just heard and received last week. You know, don't do it like we do diets. You know, diets, um, okay, I'm going to start on the, fir the first week in, in June. We always have some, isn't that right, Barbara? We have some future start date when we're going to start exercises, some future start date when we're going to change everything. And, and when, when what we really should do, and if you really are serious about something, is the moment it comes in you, you know what, I'm going to start right now. Because power is in now. There's power in now. That's something I, I've tried to, tried to get through. My wife will tell you this. I've tried to get that through in my family, in the church. Hey, something comes to you, just do it right now. Don't write it down for later. Just do it right now. It's just so much easier. Just do it. Am I right, Dwight? Just do it right now. You, you delay it, you just, it's, you, you'll forget. You can have all the sticky notes and, and scribble pads and, you know, notes on our phone. We got all that kind of fancy stuff now. Just do it now. Pastor Elizabeth taught us when she came here a couple years ago that whatever we learn, this is the way you're, the human, human psychology works. Whatever you learn, if you don't apply it within 24 hours, you forget it. You lose it. You lose it. It gets flushed. It gets sent all the way back to the back, to the back of your brain. Recesses. So what we're going to do is we're going to start now. Amen? Lord, thank you tonight for the word. We receive it. And we will do whatever you told us to do, and we'll start now. We pray in Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. amen. And amen. All right. Start now. Okay. Y'all remember those 12 musts that we were given last week? I'm, I'm going to have media put them up on the screen for us. I want, let's go through them again. Okay. If you haven't gone through those, uh, again, all the videos are online. The audios are online. Go back and watch those. Get them. Uh, because these are things that you have to start now, okay? Number one, we learned that we must understand that it is God's will for us. In my, in my scripture, I, everything, I wrote it in personal, I. <laughs> Glory to God. I must understand it is God's will for me to be rich. Then number two, I must understand that, God, that Jesus was never poor until the cross. Number three, I must understand that the blessing works for anybody who connects to it. Okay, that's first night. Second night, my confession must be a constant, I am rich. I'm abundantly supplied. I'm increasing more and more. Hallelujah. I have more than enough. Etc. Etc. Number five, I must not say anymore, I can't afford that. That's too expensive. Glory to God. Number six, I must bless and not curse my current resources. Number seven, that the next night, Friday night, I must get rid of any hoarding lack habits. Number eight, I must recognize and carry on my rich family heritage. How many of y'all knew you had a rich family heritage? Number nine, I must acquire rich mannerisms. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Number 10, from Sunday, I must willingly stretch and give beyond my tithe and offering. Thank you, Lord. Number 11, 
I must willingly stretch and give beyond to people constantly. And then the final one, number 12. I must willingly stretch and give beyond when it is my season. When it is my season. So when it's my season, I must stretch and give beyond. And give beyond. Okay? So what we were taught on those three nights and Sunday was how to become rich. How to become rich. Because biblical prosperity is a process. It's a process. It's not uh, an instant thing. It didn't say he might, that he became poor so you and I can be instant millionaires. And yet so, so many times in the body of Christ, especially in the faith camp and even more uh, narrow within those who we might label, they might label the prosperity movement, people get the wrong idea and think that there's supposed to be some instant rich uh, exchange that happens. But that's not, that's not the case. It's not the case. It's a process. Biblical prosperity is a process. As a matter of fact, uh, number one, remember number one? Which was what? See, once you get that understanding that it is God's will for you to be rich, the process already begins. In other words, the process doesn't begin once you hit 12. The process begins when you hit one. So once I understand it is God's will for me to be rich, that's already a big thing right there because as, as Apostle shared, most of the church doesn't even, doesn't even believe that. The world doesn't believe that at all. And the church, most of the church still has a struggle with that. They don't believe it. They, they, they more readily believe it's God's will for us to be poor than it is God's will for us to be rich. So once you are to have, I mean, once you understand, not just hear it, once you understand and have it down in your knower that it's God's will for you to be rich, you are already beginning the process of prosperity. You are already on your way. You are already becoming rich right there. See, that revelation in itself is a seed that if you give enough time, it'll grow and blossom. Are you following what I'm saying to you? So the moment you get that understanding, you are already becoming rich. Okay, so let me ask this question. How many of y'all believe, really, really, truly believe, number one? Okay, so if you do, you are already. Even if you can't see him working, even if you don't feel him working, he's working inside you you see what happened with us last week and apostle Durbin has said this time and time again when he's come here that God would much rather do a miracle in you than do a miracle for you and so many times what we want is a miracle for us oh I need magic money Lord I need some no he and see God would much rather do a miracle on the inside of you because if he does a miracle on the inside of you you can you can manifest and sustain things for the rest of your life so what was happening for us last week, and if we would catch hold of this, if we go ahead and start now, then we start becoming rich right now. Everybody say, I'm becoming rich. Glory to God. In other words, I'm already changing. Hallelujah. I'm talking about even if your checking account 
balance did not change between Sunday and today. I mean, upward. You are still becoming rich. See, to understand it's God's will already gets you on the right path towards this here. You see, here's, here's the truth. Anything sustainable in the kingdom requires a process. It's a process. Uh, for example, uh, how many of y'all believe in divine healing? Or in other words, we can lay hands on the sick and the sick recover. Now that is supposed to be instant. Immediately. Right? So we can lay hands and, and, and uh, release healing or we can receive healing instantly. Okay? But there's a difference between divine healing and divine health. Divine healing and divine life. Right? We lay hands on the sick and the sick recover. You know, we pray for the sick, they'll be healed. But divine health, I desire that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So as, as your soul prospers, you can live in health. Then well, there's another, another law, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, which the Bible says has set us free from the law of sin and death. So there's something called divine life, but divine life doesn't happen instantly. Divine health doesn't happen instantly. You have to grow in it and you become you go through a process where you learn who you are. You learn what you have. You learn your righteousness. You learn your new creation reality. You learn your, your, new, your new genes. That you and I have been regened, regenerated. We've been regened so we don't have our, uh, our old DNA. We don't have our old family genes. We don't have our, our old family traits. Y'all not saying anything. Okay, just stick with healing if that's, that's what you want. But, but there's another level that God wants you and, you and me to live on called divine health and divine life where we don't, we don't even, even deal with sicknesses and diseases like that. Okay? All right. So there's a process. Everybody say a process. Look at this scripture here, Proverbs uh, 20, verse 21. Because many of us, when in terms of finances, would love financial miracles to happen all the time. Right? And a lot of lives every day. And they can and will take them. But that's not where a real increase comes from. Because you can have financial miracles or you can have something called enduring riches. Remember, Proverbs 8 talks about wisdom bringing enduring riches. Right? Now, in, in Proverbs 20, verse 21, it says, An inheritance gained hastily at the beginning will not be blessed at the end. Now, switch to the, to the contemporary English version for me, please. CEV. And let's look at that same thing. Getting rich quick may turn out to be a curse. And yet, if you were to ask most of the body of Christ, what people were hoping for in 90 days. Come on now. By the time 90 days was finished, I was going to be a multi-multi-gozillionaire. But had never 
gone through a process that would have sustained you. Because it's the same way a person can receive healing and you look up six weeks later. Am I in the right church? Okay, you can look up six weeks later and you're back sick again with the same sickness that you got healed from because healing always comes. Come on, tell your neighbor, healing always comes. See, if you lay hands on the sick, healing always comes. It may not always be received, but it always comes. Because if it doesn't, God is a liar. And he's not a liar. So healing always comes. So you can get healed, but if you don't know how to walk in your divine health, then you'll be sick all over again. Perhaps with a worse thing coming on you. You see, but if I learn the process of divine health, if I learn the, the, the keys to walking in divine life, then I can live healthy and strong all days of my life and die when I choose to. Oh, <laughs> I don't like sickness. I don't like disease. I don't like it. I don't like hospitals. I was, I, I had gone to the hospital a couple of weeks ago to visit one of the guys here in the church and, uh, I, when I was coming home, I told my wife, I said, I said, Bay, I just asked a question. This is just, because I go, when I go to the hospital and visit people and all that kind of stuff, I, I said, Bay, is it just me or when you, put, when you go to the hospital, the moment you pull up on the, on the campus, do you start praying in tongues? And she said, yeah, I do. I said, me too. It's like the moment I pull on the campus, I start praying in tongues. And I said, I'm not praying for them. I'm praying for me. Because it's just something about hospitals and that environment that just, yeah. I don't care how clean it is. Because you can't see germs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I just, I just, yeah. Praise God. So I have no intention of ever being inside one. Okay? But there's a process. Glory to God. So getting rich quick may turn out to be a curse. We see it with athletes. We see it with movie stars. We see it with people, lottery winners. They even call it the lottery curse. They win a lottery, look up five years later, three years later, they broke a dead, strung out. Because they never went through the process. They had, they, they had a winning ticket and went from zero to multimillionaire status with, the, with nothing changing on the inside of them. Glory to God. So we've got to become rich. We've got to become rich. So becoming is a process that requires all kind of major adjustments and some minor adjustments, right? And the pro when you're going through the process, it will instill in you and me what it takes to continue in it. Oh, that's, good. that's what God wants. He wants us to be able to, when we receive abundance, to be able to continue in it. Yes. He doesn't want us to have it, receive it, and lose it. I mean, I, to me, that's a worse testimony than, 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 than not having it. Yes. To receive it and can't keep it. <laughs> so we've got to go through a process. 
Everybody say a process. So God, anything within the, within the scriptures that God wanted you to sustain, he'll always talk about us becoming. Let me show you a couple of scriptures on that. Can I, can I show you that here? Look at Mark 1.17. Mark 1.17. Glory to God. It says, then Jesus said, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. So the process is you follow me. I'm going to teach you some things. I'm going to show you some things. That's, that's not, you, you won't have a, a hyper first six weeks being saved evangelism. Y'all missed what I said. That hyper first year of being saved evangelism. We just so excited about, Lord, you just, ah, I don't know about it. He said, no, I'm going to make you fishers of men. I'm going to make you become. So when you become a fisher of men, it's, it's something that's happened on the inside of you that it becomes a lifetime, a lifelong process. That I'm always fishing for men. You got it? There's a difference. Praise the Lord. Mark 10, verse 8. Mark 10, verse 8. This one for all the married folk. Mark 10, verse 8. And the two, he's talking about marriage here. And the two shall start out. Become. Come on now. One flesh, so then they are no longer two but one flesh. But they've got to become one flesh. You don't start out one flesh. Glory to God. So there's a process, children. Married folk, there's a process of becoming, of, of, of turning into one. To get two who've been independent, Had their own way for the last, for the first 30 years or 20 years or 40 years of their lives. Now we're going to become one flesh, one mind, one opinion, one judgment, one way. That's a process. And people get frustrated and want to quit because we, we, we're not on the same page. Duh. It's a becoming process, which means we got to make some major adjustments and some minor adjustments. I got to submit to some things I may not like. <laughs> I'm talking about men and women here. I'm not talking about just the women. I'm talking about men and women have to submit to some things they may not like. Number one, submit to God. That's the biggest issue with everybody. Of becoming one flesh is you got to just submit to God. Because if you don't submit to God, there's no way really you're going to ever submit to each other. It's not going to happen. My wife and I have been married this, this year, be 19, this month, 19 years. Praise the Lord. Woohoo! And we never went through premarital, well, we went through premarital counsel. It was like 30 minutes. Hey, you love her? Yeah. You love him? Yeah. All right. That's how you sound. Yeah. Well, y'all gonna be all right. Y'all gonna be all right. You love the, you love the Lord. Yeah. You love the Lord. Yeah. Y'all be all right. All right. All right. All right. What time is the wedding? That's it, real. That's it. Okay. 
And since then, we've never been through counseling before. You know why? Because the Holy Ghost is a counselor. He's a counselor. So if, if I submit to him, he tells me when I'm wrong. He tells me what I, go, I got to go fix, and I think, oh, I'm sorry. Amen. So my, my only point is, a marriage that's worth anything, if it's going to be sustained, you can have a weekend hookup, you ain't got to become nothing. But if you're going to have a marriage that's sustained, it's a becoming process. And it may take, may take more than seven years, Kirk. Y'all just hit seven years, didn't you? It may take more than seven years. Get, get over the itch. You know, they call it seven-year itch. Glory to God. I mean, he didn't say how long it would take. He just said, shall become. But the moment you came into agreement, you started becoming. Mark 10, verse 43. He says, but whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. So the process of becoming great is serve, is to serve. So he can't just make you great. Lord, make me great. Okay, you want to be great? Serve. Serve. Serve, I don't want to do that. I ain't about that serving. Oh, well, you'll never be great then. You said, Lord, you want to be great. In other words, the process for going up is going down. You want to go up, you go down first. Before Jesus Christ ascended, he descended. So if you want to become great, that's a process. You can't, you can't, you know, everybody wants to be an overnight success. But normally overnight successes only have 15 minutes of fame. Y'all just hear what I said. Normally, overnight successes only have 15 minutes of fame. But people who are sustained, have longevity in anything, and become really, truly great, they have learned to serve. That's part of the process. And people don't like that, do they? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, rich people. All right, rich people. Y'all was shouting about money last week. Romans 12.2. Romans 12.2. Becoming rich requires my renewal. This is what was happening in us last week, or this is what was introduced to us. I, didn't, I shouldn't say it happened. This is what was introduced to us because, because you can't, you're not, your mind is, is not renewed just by hearing the word. Your mind is not renewed just by hearing the word. You got to meditate the word and start working it. 
you listen to this is what I'm telling you, you have to start working it. If you never start working the word, your mind will not be renewed. My wife and I, when we began to hear these revelation truths several years ago about how to, how to walk this process out, uh, there are a lot of things we didn't understand. We, didn't, we can't even say we truly even believed it, but we started doing it. And the, as we started doing it, the more we did it, the more we understood it. And what I'm trying to say to you is that, that Apostle Derber, I, I, I'm telling you, I know he, he, you know, we don't live by wishing, but if he could wish, he wishes he could just make this happen. Bam! That's like Pastor Kim and I just wish we could just, bam, make this happen for everybody in this room. But we can't. It's up to every person in this room to hear it and do it. Because it's, it requires my renewal. The Bible says in Romans 12, too, that we should not be conformed to this world, but we be transformed, be transformed, be transformed, be changed. Simple, simply means change by the renewing of your mind. So you're not changed without your mind being renewed. So you can say, I am rich. But if your mind is not renewed to rich, the same thing happens with a person who receives quick riches. If their mind's not renewed, they don't have rich mannerisms. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be washing out paper cups. about this here? It's real. It's real. It's real. So we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. So what we heard last week, 12 things we heard are, are the things that are required as part of our mind renewal process. But the mind is renewed just by hearing. The mind is renewed by actually doing. Okay. Now, in Luke, uh, in Luke 7, I'm moving quickly. I'm moving quickly. Luke 7 and verse 22. I want you to put that, that scripture on the screen because I want you to see that this, this is, I'm just giving you how Jesus worked it. Luke 7, 22, it says, Jesus answered and said to them, these are John's disciples who come to him asking about himself. They're going to give a report right to John. He said, go and tell John, this is John the Baptist, the things you have seen and heard that the blind see. Blind see instantly. You tell them the, that the, the lame walk instantly. The lepers are cleansed. That's instant. The deaf hear and the dead are raised. These are all instant things. He says, the poor are made rich. No. 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 The poor got a stimulus package. The poor gave a big tax refund check. No, because what happens when you give the poor a big tax refund check? They go spend it all. First, they skip church for six months. And then and they spend it all. I know this is a good word. This is just this is just this is just a PS to last week. I can't out preach that. Just trying to add to and sure up. 
Because I, my, my goal is to, is to hit the start button for everybody. So we don't wait to July and January. So the poor have the gospel preached to them. Because Jesus Christ understood that the process for a person to, be, to move from poverty to wealth, a poverty into riches, is to have the gospel preached. And when you have the gospel preached, you got to hear it and you got to do it. You got to hear it and you got to do it. You got to hear it and you have to do it. And if they hear it and do it, then the poor will be rich. Glory to God. Now, I know I don't have any poor people in this church. Just, we don't have any poor people, but we're still trying to raise $25,000. Are you catching what I'm saying to you? Yes. See, and I, I say that because, because I, I, I got, I, and this is not to pick on y'all. This is to hit, hit the folk over the head who think they got it going on and think, I don't need to hear what Pastor Durbin got to say. Because we had a lot of people who they, when Pastor Durbin come to town, I'm going to skip out church. I ain't going because I don't hear nothing the man got to say. All they're going to talk about is money, and I don't need to hear nothing about that. Yet, you broke. I ain't broke. Okay, pay off them 25000 because you love Jesus, don't you? Don't you love the Lord? You love the Lord. You, I know you love the Lord and you love this church. And you do anything the Lord wants you to do, but he wants a new roof on his, on his building. Pay it off. You can't, can you? No. No. Okay, so you should be here and hear what the man of God is to say and then let's apply what he says to us so we can become rich. You got it? See, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm just saying, I don't want anybody waiting until next year trying to catch up. See, next year, the man of God already said is vision manifestation. It's vision manifestation. So you don't want to be next year trying to catch this. You got to catch this now so next year you have vision manifestation. Go through the process of becoming Glory to God. Ready, set, go. Y'all got it? Now, so, again, so financial miracles, listen to this, uh, supernatural, supernatural supply, we, we like that, right? But that's, that's great for us, for us. But remember, we're meant to be a blessing. So in order to be a blessing, we've got to go from uh, financial miracles only. You know, God will keep giving us financial miracles. But we got to go from that only into, into maintaining and increasing. And that's not, financial miracles aren't designed for maintaining and increasing. It's, it's designed to, okay, boom, infuse, an infusion to you, into your life. To meet a need, large or small, to meet a need, to bless you, to bless you, to bless you, to bless you. But we're called to bless others. So if we're going to bless others, we're going to have to maintain. We're going to have to increase more and more. Are you hear what I'm saying to you? All right, now. So last week, we received exactly what we need to do that. <laughs> capital T, capital H, capital E, meeting, D meeting. We receive exactly what we need to do that. 
And again, Apostle Derber said it. There's not much you all heard that you, if you've been listening here, that you hadn't already heard over the last five, ten years. Everything you heard should have already been, it should have been a shock to your system. But God put it together with an apostolic anointing on it that could impart something to us and imprint something on our spirits. Okay? Now, Lord, yeah, right, at an appointed time, in God's time, which means God is saying, okay, hurry up, come on, I need you to get this now so we can go ahead and move ahead into what I'm trying to do, okay? Now, now I want you to turn to Psalm 127, because with what we heard last week, I want you to hear me very, very careful on this, you and I don't have any need to hustle, any, any need to toil, any need to be grinding, okay? God wants us to get off the grind, get off the hustle, get off the toil. Toil is part of the curse. God, part of the curse that, that God spoke to Adam was that you're going to have to uh, uh, eat by the, by the sweat of your brow. You're going to toil. That's part of the curse. But that's not God's plan. And Jesus Christ, because he came, he came to take us all the way back to Adam before the curse. There's no grind, no toil, no hustle. In him whatsoever. Psalm 127, verse 1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Verse 2, verse 2 says, It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Everybody say sleep. sleep. How many of y'all enjoy your sleep? Glory to God. All right, hold that there for me. We, I'm going to take you over somewhere. Uh, go to Mark 4 and 26, please. Mark 4, 26, and then I'll come back here. I, I enjoy sleep. Now, we don't want to oversleep. You want to be oversleep. You don't want to become lazy. Turn on your, on your bed like hinges. Okay? There's a lion outside, so I'm going to stay in the bed today. Okay? Uh, Mark 4, 26 says the kingdom of God, that's what we're operating in here, right? Is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Now look at the next verse, please. Verse, next verse. Hallelujah. I should have told the whole verse. Okay, and should sleep by night and rise by day. The seeds should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. So what is he doing by night? What is he doing by day? Rising. And the seeds should sprout and grow. And the seeds should sprout and grow. What did he do in verse 26? He sowed a seed. Jesus is teaching us the kingdom of God's system of financial uh, operation and increase. Now, don't, don't choke tonight. He, he, he's showing us how the kingdom works. He's showing us how to get out of toil, out of the hustle, out of the grind, out of working three jobs, out of working two jobs. And if you work it right, out of a one job. Now, that's a stretch for most of us. But I'll tell you, Pastor Kim and I, I, I was telling, telling Dad this the other day, I think this Monday, we were, we, were, we were out with them all day, and I said, I said it took a while for Pastor Kim and I to get our minds wrapped around 
the fact that mom and dad, for the first four years of their born-again life, lives didn't have a job, no paycheck, no, no steady source of income. I'm, the way y'all looking at me, that's how I was looking. Four years. I mean, come on, you, you know how four weeks if you were to start. Four years with no steady paycheck, no, no steady income, no income source whatsoever. And yet God not only provided for them, but blessed them to be a blessing to other people. I mean, they were giving cars and doing things like that in those four years with no income. And it took us a long time just to wrap our minds. I mean, just because we were, we were raised, and I say raised, I don't mean just by our parents. I'm talking about just by this system out here of you go to school and you get a job. You go to school and you get a job. And you work hard. And you work, 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 work. To work till you can buy yourself out of work, which is called retirement. Right? That's what retirement is. What retirement is, you buy yourself out of, out of work. Yeah, that's, that's what retirement is. You buy, you're buying your freedom. Am I right about anybody? Am I, am I right about this? That's, any, any person in the financial industry will tell you that's what retirement, that's all it is. It's buying yourself out of, out of a job. So, so it took us a while. And it really, I'm, I'm going to tell you when it really hit me was last year, no, 2017, I'm sorry, when we, we had done a, God had called us on, on a fast, the whole church, and we did those three nights of meeting in, in Master Farmer. Remember that? Yes. And it finally hit me. Farmer 101. Wait a minute. It, it is a seed kingdom. That if I become a bona fide sower, then, then I can sow myself down, to, down from three jobs to two jobs, from two jobs to one job, from one job to no job. Yes, sir. <laughs> Y'all tripping on me tonight. It's all right. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. I help, help you get up. Verse 28. Can you give me verse 28? For the earth yields crops by itself. Now, according to this, the man just scattered the seed. And says, the earth yields crops by itself. First the blade, then the head. After that, the full grain in the head. Verse 29. Verse 29 says, but when the grain ripens immediately, he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Now, go back to Psalm 127, verse 2. Psalm 127, verse 2. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, remember, he's sleeping by night. Rising by day. Verse 2. It is vain for you to rise up early to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. Now that, that word sorrows is the same Hebrew word as you pull up uh, uh, Proverbs 10, verse 22. Proverbs 10, verse 22. When it says, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he has no sorrow with it. This same word sorrow here is the word toil. T-O-I-L. In fact, switch right here to the NIV. Give me the NIV on this verse right here. Proverbs 10.22 in the NIV. You'll see that. I just want y'all to see this. this. You know, it's the same word. You can go to Amplified NIV. It'll use the same here. Same word. The blessing of the Lord makes, brings wealth without painful toil for it. Are you with me here? So, so the blessing is going to bring you something. We learned last week the blessing only goes in one direction. That's rich. 
So it's going to bring me wealth and add no, without any painful toil or sorrow. So sorrow is toil. It's hard work. It's, it's busting my butt. I'm not talking about diligence. I'm talking about this self-effort. This drive to succeed that pulls you away from God into doing your own thing. So, go back now to Psalm 127, verse 2. We, so, we know sorrow and toil, same thing, right? All right? So, it is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows or toil, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Are you seeing this so far? Now, I want to give me that same verse, please. Verse 2. Watch this. Uh, when Dad shared this with me the other day, I, I almost, almost lost it on, on Howard Franklin. Give me the same verse in the CEV. In the CEV, yeah. I, I, I had to hold it together. I had precious cargo on board, baby. Verse 2. Read it with me. Ready? Read. It is useless to get up early and stay up late in order to earn. God takes care of his own even What? Now, something I must be doing wrong then if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm working hard as I'm working. Busting my butt, burning a candle at both ends. Something I'm doing wrong then if, if, if this says it's useless for me to do that. Because God takes care of his own even while they sleep. Remember now, I sleep by night, rise by day. Why? Because my seed. Boy, this is, this is not, it's not going over well. Okay, let's try the same verse, same verse in the easy to read version. ERV, easy to read. I want y'all to read it with me too. Because I want you to hear it out of your own mouth. Ready? Read. It is a waste of time to get up early and stay up late trying to make a living. The Lord provides for those he loves even while they are sleeping. What? The Lord provides. See, the problem is we, we, we may not say it, but all of our hustling, what we're saying is we're providing. That's what we're really saying by our actions is that we're providing. I don't trust you, Lord. And he's saying, child, you ain't got to work that hard. I will provide for you even while you are sleeping. Well, how is he doing that? My seed. I hope y'all grab a hold of this. I hope y'all get what I'm saying to you. Glory to God. See, we, we, we've been used to the hustle and the grind and not been used to the seed time and harvest. We got a shift. We got a shift. You see, because when this revival that we all praying for, when it hits, you ain't going to have time to be getting up, getting up early, going to bed late, and going to work all day long every day. You're going to have to be given to revival. I mean, we've been praying for the revival. Well, who's going to run? I mean, Pauline can't lead praise and worship.
In other words, we don't have enough staff to staff a revival. Give us the, the Passion Translation, please, media. The Passion Translation. You going to read it with me? Ready, read. It is really senseless to work so hard from early morning to late at night, toiling to make a living for fear of not having enough. God can provide for his lovers even while they sleep. You mean to tell me God, while I'm sleeping at night, is already providing stuff for me? That's why in the morning I wake up to a daily load of benefits. Why I wake up with every day having my daily bread. Why I wake up every day with all my needs being supplied according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Yes, because while I'm sleeping, he ain't sleeping. He's working. But the problem is, if we've not known that, then we just take another job. Or I sit up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm watching infomercials, trying to find my next hustle. I got I to gotta find something else because I got Armando, somebody, somebody real estate group coming to town, and somebody going to come, and they got a, they got a little class they're going to do, and they got a little seminar they're going to have this weekend, and we gonna, I'm going to do that. Boy, I came, I'm oh, go to work the next day. I can't wait because I'm oh, because I'm, I'm trying, trying to find my next hustle, man. I got I to gotta do that. And God is saying, will you get, just get in my system and sow a seed? Because the seed works even though you sleep by night and rise by day. You know not, thank you, Holy Ghost. Go to Ecclesiastes 11. You know not how. You know not how. You know not how. But the seed works. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1. I'm starting right there. Cast your bread, that's your seed, upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Give a serving. That means this is you when you sow and you scatter. Remember I taught y'all eight ways to cast your bread? I showed you all eight different ways to get involved in God's sowing process. Gifts that you give to people. Blessing your own children. Blessing your husband, your wife. That counts. Those are all, these are just things you do. I mean, just, I showed you all kind of ways. Just give a servant to seven and also to eight. Don't worry about running out here. For you do not know what evil will be, upon the, be on the earth. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if a tree falls to the south or north in the place where the tree falls, there is a lie. Verse four, he who observes the wind will not sow. And he who regards the clouds will not reap. The reason you won't reap is because you won't sow. He says, verse 5, watch this. As you do not know what is the way of the wind or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child. We don't know how that happens, Oceana. I don't know how that, how, what's your baby name? Tallulah? I don't know how Tallulah is growing. I just, I, I don't know. All I know is this, you, you getting bigger. She sent a picture of the night. Uh, she had a picture posted one, one night talking about uh, me. I'm going to bed. Tallulah, no, we're not. She had a video of the baby just moving. You know what I'm seeing? The baby just moving all in the womb like that. You don't know how all that's happening. Watch this. So he says, so you 
Watch this. Now I'm going to start verse 5 again. As you do not know what is the way of the wind or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child, so you do not know the works of God who makes everything. You don't know what God's doing tonight. So what did he say? In the morning? And in the evening? For you don't know which will prosper, either this or that, or whether both alike will be good. So I sort of see the release and trust him to do something. I don't need to be figured. Don't listen, don't you spend another night trying to figure out how to how to pay everything, how I'm gonna get more money here. That's not that's when, when he's giving us a system, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, my, my wife and I are not millionaires like mom and dad, but we have learned this process. And every time they, they all, dad always tell them, hey, you better, you, better, you better hold on. We about to move. I said, you, you better keep going because I'm going to run right into your back. I'm not going to stop. You better keep moving. And I got a group of people behind me. It's going to be a stampede on you. You better keep going, sir. So uh, go back to Psalm 127, verse 2, passion, please. Psalm, Psalm 127, verse 2, passion. Passion. So again, God has already created a way for us or a way to provide for you and make you rich without toiling, grinding, or hustling. God has already created a way to provide for you and make you rich. Did you hear what I said? Y'all heard me? Yes, sir. To provide for you. Yes. And, okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. Y'all know Philippians 4.19? Y'all know what it says? Want me to start it off for you? Depending on what translation, it starts either and or but. My God shall or can. Did it say shall or can? Shall supply. Come on. All your need, come on, according to what he got to spare in the, in, the, in, the, in the pantry somewhere. According to his riches, right? So my God shall supply all your needs. Now, who's he talking to? No, who's Paul talking to? Philippian church. He's talking specifically to who? His partners. Read it. It's his partners. Philippians, Philippians is a partnership letter. The whole book of Philippians is a partnership letter. Don't make any mistake about it. The whole book of Philippians is written to his partners. You start from looking verse verse 5 and keep going. talks about those who we have cornea or fellowship in the gospel. You are partakers of my grace. He talks about that. It's all about. To, so, so, so those who partner or those who sow that way have a promise of. Their needs always being supplied according to God's glorious riches. So that means when you are in that kind of system, whether you sleep or whether you rise. Are you seeing what I'm saying to you? It's not, it's not about how, how many jobs you can get. It's about, it's about can, you, can you rest at night? God wants you resting at night. Yes. You 
know you need your, your beauty rest. Say that, you know you need your beauty rest. You can't get no beauty rest if you're up, trying to, up trolling all the channels, trying to find out on the internet, Googling, Googling, how can I make $1,000? I, and I know about that because I remember I used to do that, man. My mother tell you, I came up with all kind of business ideas. She, other day, she, matter of fact, she got a pen in her, in her purse. She got a pen she took out the other day. Let me, let me use it. It's called, it had, had this business I started, man. I saw to me this business, man, it was going to be good. Spending up, spending up all the money we didn't have. I was, I was spending money we didn't have because I'm going to start me a business. Now I'm pastoring a church and preaching faith, but ain't nothing happening, so I think. And I remember, I remember crying to God. I'm, and I, mean, I don't mean crying out like crying, like, Father, help me. I mean crying. Grown man, boo-hoo crying. And telling God, God, if you were my son, I wouldn't let you go through this. See, none, none of y'all have been that broke. And none of y'all have been that broke. None of y'all have been in no kind of trouble like that. Yeah, a wife and four children. I'm saying to God, if you, you better come through. See? Couldn't rest. My wife and them asleep, and I'm on this computer. I ain't looking at pornography. I'm trying to find out how can I, how can I make me a thousand dollars? I one time I started, I started buying, I started buying iPods. Y'all remember that? I started buying, going online buying iPods. I'm gonna flip iPods. Cause look, what? I bought, I bought a whole case load of baby shoes. I bought a whole case load of irons. Whole case load of snugglies. I sold, I sold, I sold some of y'all them little snugglies. The fake coach purse. The fake coach purse. I, I was buying purses. I was. See, y'all ain't gotta say that, but I'm just telling you this. This is my reality. See, because at that time I didn't understand the power of my seed. So I'm trying to toil and grind and hustle. Trying to make something happen. I'm going to make something happen. Even to the point I went back and, and, and renewed my, my barber's license. I'm going, you know, I'm going back to barbering, Lord. I'm doing a Peter. You know how Peter said, I'm going back to fishing? I said, Lord, I'm going back to barbering. I'm pastoring y'all. I'm going back to barbering. I got my license back, bumping and go in the shop, boy. And, and I'm, one day I'm praying, what are you doing? I said, I'm going back. And I'm, now I'm, I'm crying again. He got me crying again. I'm talking about rough. So I don't know. People don't, they, they, I don't hear nothing about nothing when you talk about you. Pastor, you don't understand. Shut up. Baby, you had to make some stuff. We ain't no money. Preaching faith, preaching kingdom, preaching prosperity. But the, but the struggle was real. The struggle was real. <laughs> See? So I know. I know. <laughs> oh my 
eventually I ended up, ended up giving all that stuff away. I had all box of irons. I had stuff all in my desk. I had shoe, baby shoes. I'm trying to, I'll put them on, put them on eBay or something. I'm selling baby shoes. Man, I was doing all kind of stuff. The time. No, we gave those. Oh, I was going. No, I didn't do it. I was going to do that. No, I was going to order. I was, I was going to start me a tie store. No, I listen. Man, I listen. See, no, y'all don't know about struggle. Y'all don't know all y'all. See, all y'all who always had a steady check. Benefits and health insurance, all that kind of stuff. And dental insurance and vision insurance. And y'all got all that, all that nice stuff. Bless you. We know anything about that. So we had to learn about divine health. We had to learn about divine health because we didn't have any insurance. And to this day, we still don't have any health insurance and all that kind of stuff. And have never had to use it. Because we just stay healthy. See, that process, that process of learning, thank God he's, he's healed our bodies several times, but we also know how to walk in divine health. Thank God for the, you know, every once in a while, you know, the, the, the phone calls we get. Pastor, we got a, uh, Pastor, they call Pastor Kim, we got a meal for you. you Miss Annie, Miss Annie, every Wednesday, Annie would cook. Well, we, we like, praise him. Lord, remember she made these tunkintos. What them things were? I don't know what it was. Hey, you think to a hungry to a hungry man, every bitter thing is sweet. The Bible says. When you hungry, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that that we had to learn something. And, and God had to get me to, to stop my toiling. It wasn't Pastor Kim. He had to get me. Well, she tried to get a job and couldn't get a job. And all that degree. I mean, he got two degrees. I mean, just the smartest person I know on this planet. But couldn't, couldn't get a job nowhere. Overqualified. Because we're just trying to, we're trying to make something happen. And, and, and God had to say, sit your tail down. Stop it. While you sleeping, I'm working. While you sleeping, I'm moving. Trust the seed. I hope somebody hear what I'm telling you tonight, right now. Trust the seed. No, we, we were, we, Sunday, we went to this restaurant Sunday. Uh, we took uh, mom and dad out, and we took uh, uh, their guests, uh, our guests, uh, Ed and Debbie, went with us to this uh, Mexican restaurant. So we didn't know Ed, Pastor Ed, their, their musician, he loves Mexicans. So this is like, this is like Disney World for him. And so <clears throat> took him there, and... Uh, Mom and dad had this order of something, whatever it was, they had these big poblano peppers in them. And so Ed is like, hey, let me try that. 
So he's like, are those hot? And they're like, no, I'm not hot. We said, well, the, you know, generally the seeds are, even the peppers aren't, are, if they're not hot, the seeds are still hot. And so he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. So he took it, and so we all just talking, talking, talking. And all of a sudden we look over at him, and he, his face is red. He's crying. We're like, and we all looked over like, man, what is wrong with you? I, I ate one of the seeds. What happened? The seed is where all the potency is. That's where all the heat is. It's, it's, not, it's not the flesh that makes the pepper hot. It's the seed. And you're not supposed to eat that part. Your seed is so potent. And let me tell you something. I don't know how about y'all, but my wife and I sold some seed last week. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna tell y'all how much seed we sold last week. We sold some crazy, crazy seed last week. And planned on it. And I tell you something. One of the things we, we doing, we you know we we we're car shopping. And um, so you know you can you can save for a car because we're not gonna finance. I'm not gonna finance. You know what I'm not gonna finance? Because I'm never gonna be a slave again. I did that long enough. I, I financed, we financed cars and paid them off. That's, that's not an issue. But financing makes you a slave. Right? So we're not going to do that, but we, so we're going to save for, save for a car. And you know, when I start looking, you start looking at what you want versus what you have. What you want versus what you have. And the Lord let me hear the scripture in Isaiah 55, and he said this. Why spend your money on what does not satisfy? See, we've, we say that the money already, we could go buy something. We could go buy something that can get us around and, you know, be nice. But his word said, why spend money on what does not satisfy? That's Isaiah 55, right? Then he drops down later on in Isaiah 55 and says, he gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So what we said was, all right, bump savings. <laughs> See, some of y'all too scared for that. Bump savings. Let's sow it. Because the seed will produce far more than what all our saving will produce. Hallelujah. All right. It's 9 o'clock. Let me finish here. I'm, I'm done. I'm not done, but let me, let me finish here for a second time. So remember, number one, you must understand it's God's will for you to be rich. We went through 12 of those, right? Now, I told you, when, the moment you hit number one, you're already starting to become rich. Now, the issue is this, is that 
within those 12, everybody hit something called a choking point. Unless you already, my wife and I didn't hit a choking point because we were already determined. We've already, we've already made determined this is just the way we live, period. <laughs> okay. Because the seed was prospering us when we didn't have any, any kind of check. The seed was making stuff happen. So we're, we already passed it. But everybody hits potentially a choking point. Many, a lot of people have hit it first night. That's why there are people who were here Wednesday night who didn't make it Thursday or Friday or Sunday. Some hit it Thursday, that's why they didn't make it back Friday and Sunday. Some hit it Friday, that's why they didn't come, come back Sunday. Some hit it on Sunday, and they ain't come back tonight. Because there's a choking point. That if you don't, if you've not made up in your mind that you're gonna go with God all the way, then you'll choke on his instruction. Hallelujah. So he gave us 12 musts. 12 musts, M-U-S-T-S. So the question is, how many of those musts do you have working? See, because to get it to work, you got to have all 12. You got to be firing on all cylinders. And this is fun, Deke, right here. This is just some information I, I looked up. There are some six-cylinder cars out there. Can I name you a few six-cylinder cars? Nice cars. Buick LaCrosse. Six-cylinder. Nice, isn't it? Toyota Avalon. Lincoln MKZ. Volkswagen Passat. These are six-cylinder cars. Chevrolet Impala. Six cylinders. Nice within their own rights. Can I name some 12-cylinder cars? Audi A8. Now, anybody knows about cars understand a six-cylinder and a 12-cylinder difference is because of 12 cylinders, the, 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 the pistons, they're, they're, they're moving double time, and they, they, they cause the car to move more efficiently and smoother. They create more energy, and that you can go from zero to 60 in like no time versus, you know, just... People want to drive. You can drive a six-cylinder and do just fine. Uh, Impala, get you around town just fine. But if you want to feel, if you want to feel it, y'all want to hear another one? Aston Martin Vanquish. Show you right. Twelve cylinders. Bentley Continental GT Speed. I didn't say Lincoln Continental, I said Bentley Continental GT Speed. Ain't nobody no Lincoln. Ferrari F12 Berlinetta. 
Some of y'all ain't never heard of that. Do you know what a Ferrari is, though? Here's another 12-cylinder. The Lamborghini Aventador. 12 cylinders. Come on. Come on, Luke. Now here, here, here's, here's one. Here's one the Lord, the Lord knows about for me. The Lord's, it's, it's called the Mercedes Maybach S600. Mercedes Maybach S600. V12 engine. You're right, Dwight. Now you can get around in a V6. You'll eventually get where you're going. But a V12? It's all of the ball game. Now I said that because we got 12 must that were given to us. And you need all 12 firing. All cylinders at the same time. These, these cars, the ones I just named you, the 12 cylinders, are what they call all high-performance luxury cars of the rich and famous. High-performance luxury cars of the rich and famous. Well, we heard last week were keys to living high-performance luxury lifestyle of the rich and righteous. Okay, let me, let me just give you this, this here, and I'll finish here. So I think I'm ready to move into something on Sunday. Go back to 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. And let's go right to the, to the Living Bible, please. I think I sent this to y'all, Living Bible. Just listen to this real quick. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9. You know how full of love and kindness our Lord Jesus was. Though he was so very rich, yet to help you. Did you catch that? Yet to help me. He became so very poor that by being poor, he could make me rich. He did that to help me. He didn't need any help. I needed a help. Because without his help, you and I would be stuck in poverty. Then give me that same verse, please, finally in the Passion Translation. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9, in the Passion Translation. Glory to God. And I want you to read this with me as well. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, Passion. Ready? Read. For you have experienced the extravagant grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that although he was infinitely rich, he impoverished himself for our sake, so that by his poverty we could become rich beyond measure. Beyond measure? He was infinitely rich. So he became poor, impoverished. So we could become rich beyond measure, which is infinitely rich. Rich to, that you can't count. Are you hearing this? Now where you are now, you can count it. But you're becoming so rich that you can't count it. Okay. 
Now, here's the key. Nothing changes until something changes. Of all the stuff we heard last week, nothing changes until something changes. So my becoming process begins when I get started. So I have to start this. Put up Joshua 1, verse 8 on the screen, please. Y'all don't have to turn to it. I'm just I'm going to speed through these real quick. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Joshua 1, verse 8. Watch this. He says, Book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. So what we received last week, 12 months, what are we going to do with it? Meditate in it day and night that we may observe to? Do. Observe to? Do. do according to all that's written therein. For then we'll make our way prosperous, and then we will have what? So prosperity and success don't, believe, don't begin until we do what we've observed and meditated. Got it? Give me Philippians chapter 4, verse 9. Philippians 4, verse 9. Philippians 4, verse 9. Paul says, the things which you have learned, and this is Paul's, again, his partners, right? The things you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, do. So just copy he said, and the God of prosperity, that's what that piece is, right? Irene, the God of prosperity shall or will be with you. So God is God of prosperity. He's a God of peace, okay? But he said, you got to do something. Not enough just to learn it. We learned stuff last week. We received things last week. We heard things last week. We saw things last week, but you got to do the things. And then he'll be with us. Yes, All right. Last place. Back to our main scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, New King James. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9. Watch what it says. I'm going to read through verse 12. It says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he did what? Became, Became poor, so that you through his poverty might do what? Rich. And in this I give advice. So he's given us advice based on what we just saw. So we're about to get financial advice here on how to become rich. He says it is to your advantage not only to, to be doing what you began and were designed to do a year ago, verse 11, but now you also must complete the doing of it. Do y'all understand that? That as there was a readiness to desire it, so there also may be a completion out of what you have. So he's saying, don't wait till you get a million to start doing this stuff here. That's not how it works. He says, start right now out of what you have. Start where you are right now. If all you have is $10, start at your $10. Because, watch, watch the next verse. For if there is first a willing mind, verse 12, it is accepted. Not according, or sorry, except according to what one has and not according to what he does not have. So all God looks for you to do is start right where you are. <laughs> He's not asking you to start with something you don't have. God don't have that. I didn't ask you for that. I asked you what you have. You start with what you have, trust my system, and then go to bed. Sleep, stop toiling. Go to bed. 
Go to bed. You ain't got to make it happen, Captain. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it happen. Glory to God. And this, this is beyond a job, and it's beyond business. I know we got business entrepreneurs and want to be entrepreneurs and all that kind of stuff in here, and this is beyond that. Oh, boy. I said, this is beyond that. But Pastor, even tell us we need to have a business. Yeah, that's great to have a business, but this is beyond that. God can bless you without a business. Mom and dad for four years didn't have a business either. They still don't have a business. They're still not working. But they sold like nuts. Everything that they taught us, they do it. Every bit of it, all the time. All the time. He and I literally fight over, well, we don't literally physically fight over checks, but we have to be, I mean, we have to be very cunning. We got we to gotta be secretive. I mean, we got to go bribing people. I mean, this is what we do. Glory to God. Paul didn't tell you, they've been, last few times, they've been here last few times. I ain't brought no receipts into the church, have I? For dinner and lunch and all that kind of stuff? No. Nope. We ain't asking church to pay for that stuff. We're sowing. And we started doing that when we didn't have anything. And they like to eat nice. Nice places. And they, they don't order just a water. They order that fancy water. They come in them big colored bottles and stuff like that. And we have to, you know, we had to stretch ourselves. Yeah, Salt Rock Grill. I remember that, man. Oh, my gosh. We, we don't have anything broke as Cooter Brown. But, Lord, we're going to pay this bill. We're going to pay this bill because we're, trying to, we're working on something here. See, and if you wait until you have it to do it, you will never have it to do, and the devil will make sure you never have it to do. You have an adversary. The way to overcome the adversary is go ahead and do what you've been taught. It's a lifestyle. So, I'm out of time, but I just want to just, just to, yeah, that's, that's the whole gist of the message, babe. It's start now. Start now. You in public and somebody's going to put their groceries back? Start right there. Hey, they put that back up there. Let me help you with that. Start wherever you are. Throwing stuff out. You know, all, all them 12 steps. Just, and you'll, you'll keep doing it until at some point you just go crazy. And I don't, I'm not talking about going crazy in a bad way. I'm talking about going crazy about giving. You just, I'm just, just going to go crazy here. I'm just going to get wild. Because at some point you stop trusting your money. Money is no longer your God. That's why the Lord had us deal with covetousness so long. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, you read Luke 12, 15 about beware of covetousness. A man's life is not consistent in the abundance of things he possesses. 
read down a few more verses, maybe verse 18, 19, 20, somewhere down there. It says, um, so it is with a man who uh, is not rich towards God. That's the whole point he wants is to be rich toward him. Where no longer does our money control us. And if, if you choked on 10, 11, 12, it's because money is still your God. Your job is still your God. Your little check is still your God. But God said, I'm trying to, I'm trying to move that out of your way and become your God. Well, I have it where you're sleeping and I'm still causing money to come into your life, blessings to come into your life. Amen? Amen. Y'all receive that? Well, give God a praise for that tonight. My, 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 my. Hallelujah. It's a seed kingdom. It's a seed kingdom. Thank you, Lord. And the seed works. Seed is potent, it's powerful. The seed will go before you, the seed will create. The seed will create the life you want. Absolutely. That's the reality. The seed will create the life you want. Not your you already know your job. Ain't no need to even argue about that. We already know your job ain't create the life you want. So let the seed do it. That's how that's what God did. He planted a garden. You know, God didn't, didn't just speak a garden. He didn't say garden. The Bible says he planted. The garden started from seed. <laughs> Glory to God. So you can plant your own garden with your seed. It starts with the seed of the word. Receive the word, John 1, 12. And that's how you become. Amen? All right, Lord, tonight, thank you tonight, tonight for the word. Thank you for each person. I, we thank you so much again. We cannot thank you enough for what we received on last week uh, from the man of God. We pray that, God, you just continue to, to uh, uh, pour into him, Lord, from what he poured out to us. Just replenish him and cause uh, him and mom, Alberta, Lord, to go to another level. And you, we thank you for the multimillionaire status for them, millionaire status for so many of us, God. Thank you, Lord, that you're raising us up uh, all together. We're rising up high and soaring as eagles, Father, into new heights in you. Now I pray for each person, the Lord, that as we uh, continue to, to operate and do the things we've been taught, that we will uh, even sense that we're becoming rich, richer and richer by the day. Just like it was for Isaac, Lord, in Genesis 26, 13, let us become prosperous, Lord, uh, uh, become very prosperous, even as Isaac was. And I pray, Father, that as we continue to do your word, we will understand more and more, our faith will grow more and more, and that, God, that you'll manifest abundance in our lives. Thank you for it. We'll continue to give you all the praise and all the honor and the glory for these things we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And amen. All right, after service, men, I need to meet with you about five minutes very quickly, please. So